Hi, this is a production of Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, where our mission is to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community and to our world. Our service times are 9 and 11 each Sunday morning. Find out more at www.communitycovenant.net. Right. Good morning. Let's try it again. Good morning. Woo-hoo. Hey, we have the privilege today of uh, celebrating our youth just the way that the Sundays fell. Uh, it's in between graduations. Some have already graduated. And we have 8th graders and 7th graders and 6th graders that went through confirmation. So we're going to talk about them this morning. But anyway, my name is Mike. I'm part of our youth staff. And Ami is our middle school director. She's going to come up, and we're going to recognize our confirmation students. And so let's welcome Ami, and then she's going to share with us. Good morning. Um, First, I'd like to say happy Mother's Day um, to all mothers out there. Um, mothers who um, have children who have gone before us home and are waiting for us, and mothers who um, mother other people's children, and mother who's, mothers who step in the gap, um, mothers who give up their children to other mothers um, to care for them. And um, I'm just grateful for every woman in my life who stepped in the gap for me, because without mothers, um, none of us would be here, you know, I'm just saying. So... <laughs> Um, just like to thank you for that. And I'd really like to thank all the families who entrusted us to teach your children confirmation. Um, it was long. It was 27 weeks, um, long and it is a wonderful class. Um, uh, I'll just explain it for a second. Uh, confirmation. It's like when we dedicate or baptize a child, we as a church ask the church to commit to raise up the child and bring the child forth. Uh, confirmation is part of that process. It's 27 weeks long commitment. It needs to be made by each youth and their family and us as teachers. It's not easy. It's, it's, um, not always terribly exciting and it can feel like it's very repetitive. That may or may not have been quoted from a seventh grader in the class. Um, it's a time for each youth to study and learn and find out who Jesus is for themselves. Parents and families do a great job of teaching their children who Jesus is to them, who their Jesus is. And then, you know, our children get to be about, you know, seventh grade, sixth grade. They start asking questions, and they want to know who he is for them. And so this class helps with that. Um, Each week is based on a foundational faith topic, like what is the church, who is Jesus, why do we baptize using uh, words that we may be used to in the church that youth aren't used to, which is awesome to hear their take on it. Jesus is a really cool dude who saved people. Like, yeah, that's awesome. That's a, that's, he was that as well. Um, topics that um, they hear about and they want to know what Jesus is to them. And we meet together each week, discuss a topic together, and then every day of the week there's a scripture with a question. And this is, this is the part that gets hard. Because every day of the week they read a scripture, need to set aside time to spend with Jesus, study that scripture to understand who he is. Now, 
I'm later in my years, and it's not always easy for me to set aside time for that. So to teach the young people early that that's a foundational part of their life to set that side of time. We've talked about how we don't have enough time in a day. I'm thinking you're in sixth grade. What could you possibly not have time for? But we don't talk, we don't say that. So we talk about what's 24 hours look like. What do you do in the first three hours you're awake? What do you do in the second? What do you do in the fourth? And we actually broke it down to where each child realized they had an extra eight hours where they weren't really doing anything. And I'm like, perfect. We'll fit Jesus in your extra eight hours. But it was a good for them to see. And it actually was good for us to see as teachers. We have time for Jesus as adults in our lives. Um, also our hope is that the desire for these kids, that they would want to know him more as they spent more time with him. Uh, And it was, it was amazing to see from the first day to the middle of the classes to see that the kids were still coming and still wanting to learn and that they were actually teaching us and they were finding new things about Jesus and new experiences, uh, which was pretty amazing. Um, one of my favorite lessons we did was the Last Supper, and we actually created the Last Supper in the upper room. Yes, we had cheese balls and animal crackers, but I do say that if they were back in the time that Jesus was alive, he probably would have had cheese balls at the Last Supper because they're kind of good. So um, it was a really beautiful time where kids came in, and they dressed as one of the disciples, and they picked a name, and we recreated the Last Supper. And what came out of that, not from us teachers, but from the youth, was that Jesus had purposely, intentionally invited all kinds of people to the Last Supper. He invited the trader, the thief, the money lover, the fisherman, the business owners, a zealot, politician, a Pharisee, and a tent maker. And some of them, we don't know what they did, but he purposely invited this great group to be his 12. And why did he do that? Because we are those people. And so we could look back all these years later and see that Jesus does invite us to the table no matter who we are. And not only that, he asks us to sit at his table with many different people. And that was from the youth in the class. And that was something that has changed my view in the life. So um, today I'm going to, I think there's only one here in the first service that finished the confirmation. So Anna, if you want to come on up. You guys can give her a hand because it was really hard. This is Anna. Anna, do you want to say anything? Okay, she doesn't want to say anything. Um, uh, and that's okay. Anna came to the classes. She did the book. Um, and it to me, to see the desire come out after 27 weeks was amazing. So, Anna, we do, um, as a church, we give you a certificate that you finished that hard work um, for the confirmation. And then we also are giving you a compass. So the compass is... It's basically representing that this class is navigational for your foundation in your life. That we, our hope and prayer for you is that Jesus, the Holy Spirit, become your true north. And that the word becomes your guidebook as you navigate through life. That when you find things that are difficult, this class helped you build that foundation to, you know, to go back and to be able to study and learn more about him. 
So um, the Bible also says in Proverbs 22 to train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from that. And we believe in that. So we're just asking now that you guys, um, we recognize Anna, and as we watch her grow older, that we stand by her as a church and keep her in this way along with her family. So Anna, congratulations. It's kind of a grade B miracle that we have any teenagers at the 9 a.m. service. So congratulations to uh, Anna, and and there's others here too. We do have a lot more at our second service, and in between you'll probably see some of them. But we also want to celebrate our high school students and so our seniors. And we have, and not even if if you don't, like, we, we claim anyone who comes to church has been a part of our church. We are community. Uh, we are the body, even if things change. And so we do have gifts this morning for our high school seniors. And we also wanted to uh, pray for them and bless them. At our fall retreat, uh, I also wanted to thank our youth leaders. And I don't know, we, I know we have some of our middle school youth leaders here this morning. But youth leaders, basically, part of their job, kind of like, I, I, I counted on my hands how many women have impacted my daughters and my son. In our church, it was like over 15 people that have nurtured our kids. Youth leaders are similar. At our, at our fall retreat, we had an activity where, um, I shared this before, where students, Ken Thomas made all these hand-turned arrow shafts, and, and there was a verse that uh, he, God has made me a select arrow, and he's hidden me in his quiver. And we had each... Each student, think about, well, how did God make me, and who is it? A youth leader is someone that sees people. And uh, I, I want to shamelessly invite, if you want to help impact the lives of youth, the big part you need to have is just, are you willing to see with the eyes that God gives you? All, all you need to do is see what God sees in others and remind them of who they are. So this morning, as we talk and share, and uh, we want to launch our, eight, our seniors, part of the idea of being an arrow is to be true to who God made you to be. Fly true to who you are and fly far. God, God has created us, and he's made us in a way, and when we walk in that way, beautiful things happen. And then as you become older, you become not an arrow but an archer. And that's part of sending our students out, that they would take new ground for the kingdom, uh, that they would be who God has created them to be, but also launch others into that. So, scanning the room this morning, do we have any seniors willing to come up? Even if you didn't come to youth group. We got Mr. Strickland, all right, Sam Strickland, come on up, and me. So good to see this guy. We we went backpacking two summers ago, and he got the nickname Tupac because he carried like everybody's stuff and uh, just a gem of a guy. So, Ami has a gift that she's going to talk through, and you're going to stand here for a while. Uh, anyone else? Okay. All right. Okay, Sam. Hi, my name's Ami. I didn't go on that camping trip. So, um, turn it back on. 
Okay, um, so there are a few things I'd like to say to you as you go out into the world and be the light. Um, first, I want to say to you, be brave. Brave people don't stop hearing the whispers of fear. So when you're afraid, hear that, but take action anyway. The Lord says, for I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, for I will help you. Be humble. Treat people with dignity and respect. Remember, Jesus came for everyone even you. Be humble. Be kind to yourself, to others. Be kind to the unkind. Because the thing about kindness is it's not weakness. It's strength wrapped in gentleness, and it's contagious. So be kind. Be strong. I mean, you're a child of the Most High God, the commander of angel armies. Be strong. Be adventurous. Wander. Seek the unknown. Get lost, but get found. Always explore. Laugh a lot and be, be able to laugh at yourself. <laughs> know your purpose, because everything has a purpose. When you know something, what something does, you know how to use it. Know who you are. When you know who you are, you know whose you are, and then you'll know what to do. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do the good work for which he prepared in advance for you to do. Before the foundations of the earth were laid, he thought of you, and he knew what he wanted you to do. You are display of the power of God, and as you go out into the world, everything you do is to glorify him. So each senior will be getting a keychain that I made. Um, this is a very rough draft, but we're working on it. Um, the main leather says, do good work. That comes from Colossians 3.17. Whatever you do, whether it's pouring a glass of water, bending down to tie a shoe, saying hello to someone, working at a job that you don't want to work at, <laughs> whatever you do, do it for the Lord. Give glory to him and give thanks to the Father through him. The second thing is um, on this metal strip, it's the word hope in Morse code. Because in life, you're going to need hope. And sometimes it's not going to be so easy to see. You're going to have to search for it. But it's always there. The third thing is a jack pine seed in resin. It's a very small seed. The thing about jack pine trees is they're one of the largest trees in the world. But in order to grow, wait, they come from a serotonious cone. So serotonious means that the pine cone is wrapped in um, a seal of wax um, resin. Thank you. I'm like, what's that sticky stuff? Nobody wants on them. It smells really good. Um, so it's wrapped in that. In order for that tree to be able to grow, it has to have a fire because the resin has to melt off. And then that seed can only grow after the fire has come through and, and grow in that fertile soil. So we all know that hard times can come. And doesn't mean that they're horrible or God's picking on you or something bad is just bad. It means that you can bloom after really hard things. So the last thing is that it's on a keychain. So you're going to have keys on this keychain. And those keys determine where you're going. Maybe it's to your car. Maybe it's to your home. Maybe it's to someone else's home. And the great thing is, is that God gave you a choice. And so those keys are your choice. If you find yourself somewhere you don't want to be, remember, you have a choice. So, And if you find yourself somewhere that you're not sure what's next, 
Go back to the last place God told you to go to and wait for him. And know that waiting isn't passive. Waiting is preparing for what's next. So go back there and listen to what he has to say. Live on purpose. Live each day. Love on purpose. And lastly, be you. Because you are wonderfully and fearfully made by the creator of the universe. And go be the light. And never weary of doing good. Man. <laughs> so Sam, to get your next gift, you have to summarize what Ami just shared. So, uh, that was great. Um, and I hope you receive that. And I hope you receive from our church that you, you always belong here, no matter where your journey takes you. We have one last gift, and blue or black, my friend. All right. And, uh, and we're going to share a little bit about this, but uh, let's pray for Sam. Father, thank you for Sam, and you made him just the way you wanted him to be. Uh, we, we lift up his future, that you're already there. You see who he is and the choices he's going to make. I pray that you reveal yourself to him in a way that he walks with you, he trusts you, and uh, enjoys your goodness for a lifetime. God, thank you for, for Sam and where he's been. Thank you for his family, and we, we thank you for his future. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thanks, Sam. All right, I'm going to try to do an object lesson. This could go poorly. It could go great. Poorly. Yeah, I didn't even get that. Um, so there's, there's three. One quick uh, message I want to give pertaining to the water bottle. Um, we started giving that a, away partially. Just, it's, it's a nice gift. It's, uh, it's engraved with Community Covenant Church on it. It's double-walled, durable. You can dent it around. It's kind of like life. And it also reminds us of where... Our thir- we can only go to one place to really quench what makes us thirsty in our soul. And God can quench our thirst. Jesus said, I am the living water. And so I want, though, to, there's, there's three things I want to share in light of thirst and the world. So this is us, this is our life. And there's, in John 10.10, 10, so I'm not going to open up or refer to scripture, I'm going to try to quote it from memory, but John 10.10, I share it probably most times when I get up here. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. This is Jesus talking. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and life to the full. He didn't say I came that you might have rules. He didn't say religion. He said that you might have life and fullness and abundance. So it's not just a little bit of life. It's not... Yeah, it's an okay life. It's the fullness of who you really want to be, the, the fullness of your heart. Jesus came for that. But the thief also came, and the thief is good. He steals, kills, and destroys. He steals joy from people. Uh, and sometimes, you know, it could be, he could steal your name through being teased or something that you're good at. Uh, 
he could steal light because you can give up and it just, it hurts. He's really good at wounding people. And part of how he steals, kills, and destroys is through pain. Now, uh, does, can God overcome that? So what happens to us, and in the Bible, in Jeremiah 2.13, uh, it says, My people have committed two evils. They've forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and dug a cistern, a broken cistern that cannot provide what they need, really. So, so what happens when the thief comes and we get overwhelmed with the pain? We, just, we reject the living water and we grab this, this water. Cistern, what is a cistern? It runs down. And this was uh, left over from the coffee machine this morning. There's floaties in it. It's awesome. It's brown. But we try, we might give up and turn away from the living water and we just, alright. And it just, it can't quench our thirst. It's not clear any longer. We've forsaken the fountain of living water. So the, the three things I wanted to, you to think about this morning, this is for all of us. The thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. We can return from that and we create a false self. We just want to feel good. And so that's why we forsake the living. We give up most of the time. We, we have a hard time. And in Peter it says, our adversary prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Run away from him. No, it says resist him. So part of what we need to resist is all the names that he's tried to give us that are really powerful all the ways that we have felt pain over who we are. And sometimes that's through our own peer group. And definitely in the teenage world, it is through your peer group. It is through popular culture. The culture isn't made by God. It's, it's an expression of broken people, blind people, trying to feel good about themselves and run from pain. But the good news, Jesus said to the woman at the well, if you would have asked me for a drink, I would have given you one, and you would have never been thirsty again. In 2 Corinthians, Paul says, in 2 Corinthians 4, he says, we have this treasure in jars of clay. Now, the holes aren't going to go away right now, but God can give all we need to keep filling our lives. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this power comes from God. The Holy Spirit is with us, and, and our jars of clay are cracked, they're broken, but our, our church mission statement is to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community and to our world and to each other. God is in the process of making us whole. All we need to quench our real thirst, He can give. And so I want to encourage Sam as you go with that water bottle and even if you make a mistake, it's okay. Is there, is there anyone too far gone for God? Is there anyone that's crossed a line? Now, the, the thief will say yes, and you might even say yes, but God never says yes. The only, only thing he can't do anything with is if you reject him to the very end. He just can't do anything about that. But anything else, at your very worst, that was the perfect time to show you how much God loves each of us. His grace 
gives what we do not earn and deserve. And that is really good news. Really, really good news. So we have a treasure, living water, even in our brokenness, that can satisfy our thirst. And we want to send our seniors out with that. That you're going to have a, a life of opportunity. And a lot of the things the thief is going to do in your young adult years, you may not have any, there's no immediate consequence. But it, it still can leave a mark. So I, I, I want you to encourage you to think about, recognize the work of the thief and be honest about it. And come back to living water. Um, in Isaiah, it, it, it says, uh, God longs to be gracious to you. As soon as you cry out for help, he'll come. And you'll hear a voice behind you saying, whether you turn to the left or the, to the right, this is the way, walk in it. So as soon as you call out for him in your journey, God longs to be gracious to us. So wherever you've been in your own story, today's a good day to turn back to Jesus, to, to the person who could really quench our thirst, give us what we long for, turn away from our broken cisterns and come back to him. For seniors, we want to send you with that encouragement to take it. Um, and for all of us, uh, this is the, the celebration of being the body of Christ. We receive from him and we give, give it away to others. And so um, let, me, uh, let me pray. Father, thank you for your goodness. Jesus, thank you that you take us just as we are. Even when we give up, even when we let others rename us, you are the one who has all authority. And so today, we, we want to soften and say yes to you. Jesus, I pray that you would set people free today in this room, that we would be freed from things that we've maybe even tied our own selves to. Jesus, you came to give life and life to the full. So we thank you for that. We thank you for each student. We thank you for our youth leaders that have been a blessing in seeing students and calling and giving life. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.